0: Hello and welcome to uh, Love Your Business TV, I'm Adrian Peck and I am very, very pleased that you're here with me today um, and as always, uh, this is uh, my ninth week uh, into doing these uh, broadcasts um, with, uh, with you, the nation, the nation of business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, very much my passion is to help you either fall in love with your business or fall back in love with your business. I am Adrian Peck. I am the founder of Better Never Stops. We deliver business advice and coaching programs to entrepreneurs and business owners who run or want to run kind of million-pound-plus businesses. Um, I am also the author um, of this wonderful book, which is How to Fall Back in Love with Your Business: The Entrepreneur's Guide to Rediscovering Your Mojo and Enjoying Every Day by Living Your Dream. Uh, like I say, I'm uh, I've been doing this now for about nine weeks. Um, obviously, uh, it was uh, pre-lockdown and pre uh, all this disaster happening. Uh, but I am, um, you know, I'm getting more and more comfortable doing it, uh, and I'm hoping that I'm giving everybody lots of value. Uh, you can now um, catch up with us. Uh, we broadcast live every Wednesday, uh, sorry, every Tuesday afternoon at half past three. We're live on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, we also, you can download the podcast uh, every week on Spotify, Apple and Google and you can catch up with previous episodes either on uh, YouTube, Facebook or on our website uh, which is loveyourbusiness.tv um, and it's, that takes you through to our main website as well. So really, really great, play, uh, pleased to have you here this week. Uh, I Again, I'm always flattered uh, by the comments and the the stuff that you pour back into me. So I really, really thank you for all that and the um, the positive stuff. So uh, this week, um, I'm gonna carry on with the theme around your personal goals. Uh, and we'll catch up on that in a second. If you wanna reach out to me, as always, it's adrian.pec.pecuk.com. Um, and let's kind of crack on really. So we've been looking at um, personal ambition, the personal ambition plan. This was on the back of the feedback I had from lots of business owners uh, that I network with and I talked to that they were using this time to kind of kind of sit and reflect. Those ones that were kind of locked out and uh, the business was kind of being put on pause, uh, they were saying to me, look, Adrian, I put my business on pause and I'm using the time to kind of reflect in my business, really, and particularly look forward about what's going to happen post-lockdown. So the things I've been sharing with you over the last couple of weeks really is around this kind of personal ambition plan. It's something that I use with all the business owners that I work with. It's normally part of the kind of initial four week strategy that I do with them, which is around really kind of setting that that uh, their, personal, their personal business strategy. Um, these, the content I'm going to share with you, uh, again, the stuff I, I do with my business owners, it's also in my book. There's a whole chapter dedicated to this. Um, and if you go onto my website, uh, betterneverstops.global, if you go onto the free business tools section, you will see all of the, uh, the stuff that I'm sharing with you, all the models, the forms, um, the questionnaires, all that kind of stuff I'm sharing with you. That's all on there. You can download it all completely free of charge. Um, it's out there for you to use and abuse and hopefully feedback on me and give me positive praise about, I do hope, so um, over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we've been kind of building up our, there's a couple of weeks, that I shared with you the formula for success um, and really demystifies that uh, that myth that there is a, uh, that genius is born um, and hopefully I'll prove credit categorically that it isn't, particularly with the help of the um, the Hungarian um, genius, the, the, the chess man, um, and hopefully they got that. So then last week, uh, we, the last couple of weeks, we've been then looking at the personal ambition plan uh, around your personal ambition questionnaire, and then went to look on to the values, income and purpose. So what we've done so far really is kind of started bedding in what it is that you want out of, what is it you want out of your life, what it is you want out of your business, um, and therefore kind of how does that all start come together so you have a personal plan a personal ambition of what it is you want to achieve. And that is so important um, for you to really understand what that end game is. And it's all very much built on the basis that um, the journey is more important than the destination. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna touch on this in a couple of weeks time. I'm gonna do a whole presentation on this just to really kind of push the point home that the you have to enjoy what you're doing and there has to be a purpose to what you're doing. Otherwise, um, if what's the point? In essence, what's the point if you don't enjoy it? So this is what it's all about. What well, we're going to move on to this week is actually looking at your exit um, and exiting your business. Now, arguably, um, that may seem quite a strange question at the moment, given uh, what's going on in the world, um, and probably, probably, or actually not, you. you it may be not the, the, the first thought that you've got in your head about exit in your business. A lot of it's about survival at the moment. Um, but the exit is really, really important. There are um, so many business owners that, um, that that build a business, and when they come to sell it, it, it all kind of goes horribly wrong. And they actually find out that they can't sell it. I'm, I'm going to share some, some insight that we'll be there in a second about that. So the whole reason about looking at your business from a point of selling it, to me it's a bit like when you own a home. When you own a home, you don't leave all the improvements and the maintenance until the day that you come to put it on the market to sell it. It's something that you do all the time in your house. You you look after it, you decorate it, you try and make improvements. Because you're doing that on the basis that, at the end of the day, you wanna sell your house. Invariably, you try to not do something to your house that that is so personal to you that would stop other people buying it. So to me, it's the same with your business. A well-run business is a well-run business. And if you've got that mindset or or that uh, you've got an eye on the game that is actually about exiting your business and therefore what you're doing today in your business is actually part of that strategy. It's part of that Thoughts you've got that oh, I need to build this business. So at some point I need to exit it. So it's an ongoing maintenance thing you do, and it's an ongoing ongoing um, uh, process that you have. Is th- that there's always the end game to it. If you don't, it has some real ramifications uh, because you all of a sudden you've got a business that you may need to exit. You may need to exit in a hurry because of health. Um, or because of a personal need, you need to do, and, and you can't exit it, or it has no value. So that's why it's important to to kind of think about this all the time, and to start with that uh, that bit. The uh, I touched on this in my book, um, and it's a book that I read many moons ago, actually, and it's a, I, and I have reread it a couple of times since, to be honest. It's a book by Stephen Covey. Uh, it's a very very popular book. It's about um, the habits of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the bits in his book is about starting, um, beginning with the end in mind, is the way that he terms it. And it's the same with this really. What I'm suggesting to you is that you should run your business with that end in mind all the time. So um again, why is it so important? Um, Over 80% of businesses for sale do not sell. And that's a fairly scary statistic. of businesses don't sell, uh, that go for sale. And these are the four real big reasons that they they don't sell as well. One of it is lack of preparation, and it kind of goes back to that house um, analogy I gave you, that if your your business isn't in in the state to be sold, it's very difficult then to sell it. It has very poor poor financial results, and of course, uh, whoever's gonna buy your business is looking for return on investment. So again, it's about having the financials in place. There's an overreliance on the owner, uh, and that happens time and time and time again. And it's a bit like the um, the juggler juggling the balls. You can take some of the balls away, but you can't take away the juggler. Uh, and you've got to not be that juggling your business. Um, and the, the fourth one, and not surprisingly, and I've been on the receiving end of this a lot when I've gone out and worked with my business owners uh, to buy businesses. Is the unrealistic valuation? Uh, people believe that you know they've got a million-pound business and therefore it's worth two million pounds. They've got a million-pound turnover business and therefore it's worth two two million pounds. And actually, when you scratch away at all, they're barely earning a hundred thousand pounds a year out of it. The the numbers just don't stack up. So you've got to have that that end game in mind about what it is you want out of your business and how you're going to exit it. So what I'm going to share with you now is I'm going to take you through. There's about six, really, um, the, what the options actually are to exit your business. So we're going to go through each one of one. We're not going to go through in huge detail. I'm very mindful of people's time. If you want to dig in more, so there's there's a whole heap of information in my, in my book. Uh, and there's also uh, the guides and stuff that I've shared with you online as well, online, on my website. So what are those six options? And they are six key options. There's a couple that I'll touch on right at the end, but really there's six key options. So the first one um, is liquidation. So actually what you can do is you can run your business um, with a mind the fact that you are just gonna sell it at the end of it. It, It's kind of a bit more of a lifestyle type business. um, And you know that you are the main guy and at the end of it, you are going to sell it. So I was, I was talking a couple of weeks ago to a guy um, who runs um, a very particular um, tax type accountancy uh, or a consultancy type business. It, and whilst he's got a team of people that help him and support him and help him do some of the nitty gritties on a day to day basis, the reality is, is that expertise is all about him. So it's been very, very difficult to him to sell that business. Um, outside of him because he is the expertise Um, and it's kind of almost like um, you know chris evans trying to sell chris evans business chris evans is chris evans So so you get the point it's all about the business owner now that's not a wrong strategy if that's what your business is about then that's not a bad strategy the bit you've got to be able to do out of it is that when you make your money to reinvest into other stuff so actually what you do every single year is you purposely run the business very lean, uh, very slick, and you use it as, an, as a vehicle to then generate you cash to go and invest in other stuff. Now that other stuff could be pensions, you know, et cetera, could be property, uh, could even be other businesses. Um, but that's kind of how you do it. Um, and for a lot of kind of um, solo entrepreneurs and single business owners, you know, invariably that's the only option is to liquidate the business at the end, you sell off all the assets um, and the rest of it's got very little uh, added value to it. So you kind of strip it all of it, its money. I say it's a very relevant um, reason. It's not a bad strategy at all, but obviously that is a strategy to have. So the next one um, is then about uh, family, um, where you are going to look to pass your business onto a family. And I, I work with a couple of business owners now um, and one of them is uh, definitely uh, there to pass on to their uh, to their son, um, who we are helping and grooming in that process to, to uh, eventually take the business over. Um, obviously, you need to uh, to groom that successor, um, and there's, a, there's an ability then to stay on in a capacity um, at the end of it, as well as as an advisor. There is a few sort of kind of cons with it in terms of um, you have to make sure there is a willing and interested and skilled family member to take it on. Uh, they also can cause some family tension when there's other siblings and that uh, person's taking over. I've seen that a couple of times, um, always difficult in family businesses. And sometimes it can be slow to develop that person as well. So it's not necessarily a quick exit plan, uh, but it's something if you've got a five or 10 year uh, view you're taking of it, you can kind of do that. Uh, also, with the business owner, the current business owner, um, you have to be very mindful of the fact it might be difficult. You have to ask yourself that really deep question: is um can you let go? Are you even able to let go of your baby and not interfere? Because that's that's kind of the worst thing you can do um, if you are going to hang over. Um, so that's uh, the family one. Um, let's move on then to um, selling to, the imp- to a uh, to your employees um often known as a kind of management buyout uh, but you can do what's called uh, an employee share ownership plan as well uh, where uh, the shares of, uh, of the company are actually divided up into employees and employees become shareholders uh, i think it's um it comes in a second it's one of the big um, big brands is is this way as well and uh, the name just gone out of my head um but they have, there's a couple of big brands out there that have got this kind of employee shareholder type options. Um, I worked with a business a few years ago, a big engineering company. The owner had died, and in his will, he actually wanted the business to be passed over in a two year period over to the employee. So it can be done. Um, again, um, it's an easy transaction to business because it has very little uh, disruption to it because it's literally just step out and are the people then just literally the people that are in it and are going to carry on running it. Uh, again, you can be kept on with um, in an advisory capacity, and there is you can be very loyal to the people that are working with. I know that a lot of times I work with business owners. One of the things that's always in their head when they've grown this business and they've put people there is they really care about the bit of the people that they employ. So very rightfully. Uh, it, when it comes up for a sale, they're very nervous about what's going to happen to the employees and they want their employees to be looked after because of the, the loyalty they've shown to them. So this way is, is absolutely kind of um, cements that. Uh, and you can then, you know, say pass the, the ownership of the business over to employees. However, it doesn't mean that the, whoever is there and there's a management team that is willing, interesting and skilled enough to run the business. Um, that if the, they have to be able to raise the funds, so the whole uh, proposition needs to be financially viable. Uh, and again, it can be such so, slow at times to develop that handover, because that handover may need to happen over a few years. It may not be something that we've done very, very quickly. Okay, so that's um, that one. And we move on to number four, which is the option is to select the open market. So then, you know, there are various agencies out there Uh, mergers, acquisitions type uh, organisations, consultancy type companies that can hopefully advertise your business and go and sell it. Uh, But you've got to bear in mind that um, only 20% of those listed business actually do sell. Um, But if your business is profitable and well run uh, and it will be attractive and it will sell quite quickly, so there's no reason that um, it's not a bad option. Um, The difficult ones are uh, low margin, excuse me, low margin and high uh, high assets. So I work with a lot of engineering type businesses, engineering manufacturers, and they have a lot of um, plant equipment that's um, quite expensive. And therefore, in order to buy the business, there's a, there's a price for that on the balance sheet. And for instance, if there's a million pounds worth of plant equipment as valued that sits on the balance sheet, then you've got the kind of, Working capital that needs to be in the business, and then you've got your um, uh, your goodwill that you're you'll be you're paying for. So let's say we were up to two million pounds now that somebody's got to to buy this business. Um, clearly, um, if that business is only making a hundred thousand pounds a year in net profit, that's a really bad ratio in terms of I I'm going to spend two million pounds to get hundred thousand pounds back. So the, the finances have really got to stack up on it, and it's really difficult with some engineering businesses that work on very low margins to actually then do the exit. Um, but it can be quite quick, um, and it quite it can be quite a, a straight sale at that as well. Um, but it, it's that kind of mind mindful that um, you know, it's got to stack up. Um, this is uh, number five, uh, selling to a competitor. This is probably... Um, the most um, most likely is probably the most valuable option for you if you just think through um the logic of it um let's take the scenario who's the most if you've got um a car that's two years old okay you've got a two year two-year-old Audi a4 for instance um the person that's most likely to buy it is one with a four or five-year-old Audi a4 you know that's the most per- likely person a nice likely person already owns an Audi. So very similar to selling your business to a competitor, the person that's gonna value it most is somebody that's already, already running that type of business. Or it's somebody that can uh, readily bolt on your business into their business and therefore it's gonna extend what they have. But like I say, most likely, where you're gonna get the most value is from one of your competitors. They can bolt it into their existing business, they're going to remove you from the market so therefore they it puts them in a more competitive edge straight away as well they're going to have some economies of scale by taking you out of the market because they won't necessarily have to put all the head office infrastructure in that they can just kind of absorb that into their business potentially so it's a great way um, and probably say the most valuable way of, of getting a good return on your on your business one of the things you be very mindful of is if you are very loyal to your employees and the people that have worked for you and helped you build your business, you've got to really make sure the motives of who's going to buy your business. Um, I was involved in, in something last year um, and it was very clear when we sat down and talked to the people that made an offer for the business that they were literally going to strip that business um, and they were um, going to, um, basically, got kind of fired all the employees. In, in reality, straight away, the the business owner I'm working with that put them off completely from doing it uh, because that loyalty to their employees. And um, there's, there's no way they were going to do it. So, um, in terms of a few cons along it, the the one thing you're going to do is you're going to be very vulnerable in the process um, because you. Yes, you have non-disclosure agreements, and you put all that stuff in place. But to be honest, they mean bloody nothing, really. If you're going to, um, you know, open your heart and soul to a prospective buyer, and particularly to one of your competitors, they're going to see your business warts and all. And, you know, it's a real kind of drop your pants time and, and look at what I've got. And you know, they're going to know exactly. Of it. So you've got to be very clear about this. You've got to be very clear in your process of choosing who is that you're going to invite to, to buy your business because of that vulnerability that you're going to have and if you choose not to sell your business at the end of it clearly you've you've shown them you've shown them everything um, so and that process can fall down at any moment as well um, so yeah so that's the option of selling to your competitor the the last option i have then is um for um it's a managed um so uh, it's about then managing turning your business into a managed business so you're going to step out of it um, and you're going to put a management team or have the the management team to carry on running it for you now in reality this is only a staged exit there still has to be a golden exit from it but it's something certainly that you can do um uh, and keep the business going uh, for a long time. So, for um, instance, I've worked with a business owner before, and he was absolutely adamant. When I pulled this, we helped him pull the strategy together. He was absolutely adamant that he was going to, he was going to take this business to the grave. He was absolutely going to do it, um, and that's what he wanted to do. But I helped him put a strategy in place that, at some point, he could put that management team in place, which allowed him then to step back from it. He carried on in like a chairmanship type role um, and had some involvement to it, but he, he kind of let go of it. And it was a, an absolute dis, deliberate uh, strategy we have done. Um, he, he had a real massive problem with letting anybody um, basically look after his baby. Um, it was just something that he just couldn't see, couldn't, didn't want anybody else doing. It was his baby, only he was ever gonna look after this baby. So, that was kind of uh, what we've done. So, there is a way of doing it. Again, you've got to assume their skills and the willing for the managers to, to take it over, and the business is profitable enough to have a management team and still pay you a good income out of it as well. Again, there's some time constraints that may take you to do it as well. Um, and you, even though you are still going to be involved, you've still got to be able to let other people get on and manage your business as well for you. So, you've got to be very mindful of that. The, the other options that I did touch on, um, the kind of, that's the kind of six main ones. Um, there is the option the option of um, putting your, your company up in the stock market. It's very very um, unlikely for the sort of businesses that are uh, from most walks of life um, and the stock market stuff that tends to be for businesses that have you know started off with that view that this is what they're going to do is they're, they're aiming to um, to float the business from day one. Of course, within the six that I've shown you, there are many kind of hybrid models in there where there are stepping stones or something that might take you to the end exit. So they're not kind of um, rooted in, um, whilst I've taken you through the six, there are kind of, let's say, different versions of those you can go through as well. There's also other things you've got to be mindful of if you do sell it, if there's any kind of earn out um, situations in there as well because owners invariably will say well we'll pay you this lump here, we'll pay you that lump here um, so there's various kind of scenarios that you're around as well but you need to just have, the whole point of this is that you have a an understanding of what that's likely to happen so that you start running your business today with that mindset in place and therefore um, you aren't a bit like what you do with your house, you aren't all of a sudden putting a grotesque I don't know, mannequin on top of the roof of the house, but there's no way that somebody else is going to buy it. You've got that end game in the, in the mind all the time. So that, that's your personal ambition plan. That's your exit that we've now discussed. There's all your options. If you want to go through them, there's a chart that I've done for you. Um, if you go on to Better Name Stops and for your business tools, there's a chart you can download if you look looking for exit options under the strategy. There's a chart you can download and go through. Um, and that's it. So next week, we're going to move on to your personal vision map, something I'm, I love to death. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you. Um, it's a great way of visualizing your goals and to keep you highly motivated uh, to achieving those goals as well. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, uh, which is a personal vision map next week. Um, and to say, if you want any more, um, if you want a free copy of my book, uh, just reach out to me, com, and I will send you, i glad to send you a free copy of my book. Um, and as always, uh, stay safe, and I look forward to spending some time again with you next week. Keep that feedback coming in. Um, I do appreciate it, and if nothing else, it lifts my spirits. So thank you very much, uh, and remember, uh, better never stops.